0: All right. Well, we are very, very excited. Uh, I been mean, talking about this as kind of being an extended family get together. It's kind of like Christmas. We haven't been together for a while. It's great to be together. And we have some very, very special parts of our family who have come back to us. So Tammy and Arthur and Elliot and Callum, we're really stoked to have you guys here with us today. You can come on up, come and join us. All right, so it is great to have you guys back with us. Uh, You were with us a few weeks ago at one of our coffee gatherings, which is really, really excellent. This is like your official homecoming, which we're really pleased to have you here. So uh, thanks for coming along today. for those who aren't aware, Tammy and Arthur, we've been journeying with you guys for many, many years. So 10 years ago, went to Tanzania and uh, have been there, and the plan was always to be there for 10 years and then to come home, and so that time has now finished. And so you've started a new season as you've come back, not just for a break, but permanently back into uh, Adelaide life and Australia life. And uh, so we're really, really grateful because we're the first ones who get to have you, which is a massive privilege. So uh, we're going to hear a bit of your story, a bit of your journey, and how you guys are feeling at the moment. And then uh, Tammy's going to share some things with us in a few minutes, which is going to be great as well. But we're going to start with Elliot, uh, because I understand that you guys do a prayer practice each night, which is to take uh, what some of us know as teaspoon prayers. So thank you, sorry, and please, T-S-P, teaspoon. So thank you, sorry, please, prayers. But you also add wow and ouch. Is that correct? This is something you do every night, and so you're going to start, which is great, sharing some of your wow, ouch, thank you, sorry, and please things that are going on for you as you've come back to Australia.
1: Okay, so hi, I'm Elliot. Um, So every night we do this um, wow, uh, ouch, thank you, sorry, and please Um, ...about things that we've done, um, like, that day. Uh, But I'm going to be doing one for our time in Tanzania... ...and one for our time uh, here. So my wow for Tanzania is wow God for the amazing community. Because people are... ...they're always ready to, like, meet another person... ...get to know them make new friends um and everyone's just like uh really happy and um ready for like um whatever you need from them so um they have a really great community my ouch god is that um Oh yeah. Um people people used to come up to us on the street and like touch our hair and like um we didn't want them to do that. So um yeah, uh it it wasn't like the best. So, ouch god for that. Uh thank you god. Thank you god for the heat cuz it was always it was always hot in Tanzania, and here, it is freezing. We all
0: agree. Yes. 100%.
1: I am sure there is not one of you that does not agree with me. Um, uh, My sorry God is for, uh, well, fighting with Callum, because brothers (laughs) do that a lot, and it's not the best thing to do, so sorry God for fighting with Callum. Uh, Am I please, God is for uh, Dada's work. Taffers that become really dependent on us and.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> but you, I think you love
1: them
3: a lot. Yeah. And and so you want them to keep going well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought that. I thought that you. <laughs> <I>, Unpause. <laughs> <I'm laughs> Boop. Um, so we really want them to keep going, uh, well, so please God help Tafis to keep going, um, well. Nice. Are you going to do the one's the thing in Australia? Yeah, of course I'm going to do that. (laughs) Um, so my wow guide for Australia is all the incredible bird life, because we've seen, um, a lot of cool birds, we've seen lots of ducks, we've seen cockatoos we've seen galahs we've seen rosellas we've seen lorikeets we've seen kookaburras um so that was and magpies so we've seen lots of um really good um bird life and it's really amazing to see them and the no- and hear the noises they make and see what amazing colors they have so wow god for the birds um Arch God, it's so cold! <laughs> Take me out of the ice cream van. <laughs> um my thank you God is what was my thank you? Oh yes, uh thank you God for ham and cheese toasties, which is like <laughs> in um in Tanzania, that was like a once a year special thing. But now that we're here, we can have a ham and cheese toastie for breakfast every day. (laughs) And we do.
0: (laughs) It has become tradition
1: and it will not be broken. Um, so thank you, God, for ham and cheese toasties, um, and sorry, God, for fighting with Callum, (laughs) because that happens everywhere. and please god what was my please oh yes help us to settle in here because this is a really big move we're making transition is making everything go bleh. um so it's a real it's really um it's really different everything's really different for us and it's a big move so um we want to say um Please help us to settle in and get to know everything well because it is a very big move. So that is my, that is my wow, ouch, thank you, sorry, and please for Tanzania and Australia.
0: Nice. Well done. So I'm going to pray for you guys and then you're going to be able to hop off so that you don't have to sit up here. And uh, so let's pray. God, we do recognise that this is a massive move uh, for all four of these guys, uh, but for Elliot and Callum in particular, who have only known Tanzania as their life as they've grown up. And so we are really grateful for the amazing experiences that they did have there and particularly for that amazing sense of community that they had uh, and being in a different culture and all that they learned through that and the sense of home that they've got about what that culture looks like. Uh, But we recognise that as they transition into Australian culture, uh, there are a lot of things for them to be able to pick up. And so we're grateful for things like ham and cheese toasties and awesome birds and uh, all of the exciting things that they get to see. Uh, But we also know there's adjustments even around things like the weather and uh, what it's like to be in a place that doesn't just stay warm all of the time. And as they step into school and as they build new friendships and uh, try and establish themselves here, uh, we pray that you would give them a deep sense of peace and a deep sense of confidence. Thank you for the grounding that they've got in their family with each other uh, and for the honest conversations that they have about how they're doing and what's going on. Uh, But we pray for them each day as they continue to make their way through these first few weeks in particular, that you would help them to continue to identify the good things that are going on, but also to name the challenges that are in front of them. And uh, more and more to feel like this is a part of their home as well as they embrace Australian culture and uh, Adelaide culture as well. So we thank you for them and thank you for the privilege it is to hear from them today. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, guys. You can hop down. Good work. <laughs> ah, very good. Very good. So, not sure who's going first. What about you guys? How are you doing? How's it been? Stepping back into Australian life for you and yeah. How you felt over the last month or so?
2: Yes, it's been a month and <laughs> uh Yeah, it's just a just a roller coaster. Like there's uh so much to appreciate. Um we've been like have everything provided for, like we're you know, we're not missing anything um materially and um yeah, and there's, yeah, every, every day there's new experiences and things to enjoy, but um, then there's also just those moments of, that was strange, and <laughs> what are we doing here? And
3: so, for example, thank you so much. You sent us a very generous Uber Eats voucher and was just such an incredible provision. But um, we don't know how to use Uber Eats. <laughs> so we're like, is it, is it an app? <laughs> like we'd heard other people talking about it. Anyway, we have worked out how to, how to use now. Thank you very much. But that's that's an yeah, example. Like example. wow, we're in yes. Australia. This is amazing. Right. We don't we don't know what, what are to, we do supposed
2: with to do with that. that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. I don't think our just our capacity is really low. Like we, um, I I think yeah, off we go through a lot of the day uh, feeling energetic on the surface or whatever, but then we just get so tired and. Um, yeah, so, yeah, and, and that's, that's every day at the moment, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so what we say to each, each other is, okay, it's about like eight, eight weeks for the initial adjustment and we're, what, halfway through that, but it feels like a really long way. Yeah. Yeah, so. Yes, for sure.
0: And uh, what have you found kind of helpful as you've kind of stepped back in and as people were trying to support you and what have you maybe found unhelpful at times as you've stepped back in and people have tried to support you?
3: So, where's Irene? Here she is. Irene was the best thing that happened to me. Hey! Um, because when we came... when we, She doesn't even know why, but when we came for coffee here at Richmond, I think we'd been back a week, maybe two weeks, and um, we just thought we'd pop in. And Irene sat and talked to me about math pedagogy <laughs> for 40 minutes or something. And it was, the, it was the best thing that happened because I was not answering, um, yes, we're back, yes, it's really hard... Oh, I don't know how the boys are going. Uh, you know, like, just all those questions, which we please ask us those questions as well. I'm not saying don't ask us those questions, but I had this beautiful break of 40 minutes in my life where I just, I just got to hear about what she does, and it's really interesting. Um, so, I think... <laughs> <laughs> so, like, one of the best things that people do is just tell us about your life. And uh, we're heaps interested in you. We're way more interested in you than what we are interested in us. So... Um, yeah, just we'd love to hear about what you've been up to,
2: and and I think just like that's that that gives us us a break. So that's a, that's just the kindness um, to 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 us to to actually for the focus to be on you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good.
0: And so uh, you are gonna stick around for a while afterwards for coffees, and you've also, this week, so when you visit a church, part of the plan is that you kind of make that week available for coffees and hanging out with people and visiting groups. And so I know you're gonna visit the Rockers on Wednesday night, Um, but if you wanna catch up this week, they've got lots of time, and so they'll be very happy to be able to do that, Uh, but you can also catch up with them afterwards. But that is a really, really great reminder to talk about yourselves. Don't just ask them the same question they've been asked lots and lots of times, as important as those questions are. But yeah, share a bit as well to give them a little bit of a break, but also because as you re-enter, you also want to get to know us. And I can imagine there's a bit of kind of weirdness in some of that as well. We've talked a lot about we're in a big season of transition as a church family uh, over the last couple of years with COVID and then staff transitions and then as we process about the building. For you kind of coming back after a number of years of having been away since your last visit, I can imagine this is probably a very different group of faces than you're used to. Uh, is there anything you want to kind of share around that or is that just a good thing to name? Make sure you introduce <laughs> yourselves. Say I was just,
2: I was just going to say um, name amnesty. I mean it's the best thing ever. That's right. Yes, <laughs> for you guys in particular. Yeah. Like there, are, there are people who, like, like I, I, I know you with... I feel a connection with you. I remember the last time we spoke, but sometimes the name just thats good falls yes. out. Yeah, that's great. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's um, good. What was the question again? That no, was, that was, that was that the was question. Yep.
0: yep, Well done. Uh, so is there anything else that you want to share? You're going to share in a moment, but is there anything else that you want to share from a more general perspective about yeah settling in, how we can support you, how we can be praying for you, other than the things that you've already shared?
2: Oh, I think just, yeah, especially be praying for Elliot and Callum yep. in, a, in a new school, just for um, good, good relationships, some new friends. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's a huge one, I think. Yeah, yeah. for sure.
3: um, And I think the other thing is, so there are a number of new faces and people who we don't know. I'm assuming you know a little bit about us. Um, but uh, for those who don't know a little bit about us... <laughs> We have been in Tanzania the last ten and a half years. We've been working in a... Um, Arthur's been working with the IFES group in Tanzania, which is it's like the equivalent of ES in Adelaide, but completely different. So, university students? University yep. students. Yep. And Arthur's, Arthur's been doing... Um, been working kind of capacity building kind of stuff there. I've been doing some research. And um, we... So, that, that's what we've been doing for the last little while. And um, we really... We went with certain goals... We've met those goals, we've come home feeling home, ..feeling satisfied, but also in some ways we didn't want to leave, right? Because we've gone, we've made our home there and we feel a bit kind of like Adelaide's foreign places... I mean, for our children, but also for us as well. Um, And so it's been this weird thing of... ..we're really glad that we set that 10-year time limit because we think otherwise we probably wouldn't have come back. Mm. We would have just stayed. Because the easiest thing in the world for us was to stay in Tanzania... Um, but we felt that that actually wasn't good. Um, and we certainly had felt these, this sense of... One of the reasons we decided not to stay longer than sort of a 10 to 12 years was because we were concerned about exactly what Elliot talked about, about creating dependence. Um, and there's a point at which people just think, oh, Arthur's, Arthur's going to be here forever. And we had, we had that moment about a year ago. There was a big transition, leadership transition at Tafes... And one of the staff said to Arthur, it's all right, I don't really need to put effort into this because you're always just going to be here and you can take over. And we were like, thank you, Jesus, for this very clear signpost that it is time for us to get out of here. And we were already working towards that and we were already, um, yeah, we were already planning to do that. Um, And so it's been really kind of wonderful to see that work kind of, Finish up and come to come to fruition, and then to leave feeling like, ha, oh, we did the thing that God asked us to do, and we're actually able to do it, which a lot of missionaries don't get that kind of privilege. We're able to say really great goodbyes. So we've sort of we're not arrived, like heaps vulnerable in a particularly vulnerable state. So don't don't think we're back traumatized and whatever. Like we had a great time, and we would have loved to stay. Um, but that said, yeah, it's so CMS is advice to us is it's just going to be a totally rubbish year um, <laughs> because they say the hardest thing that you do in your missionary career is to come home
0: Sure.
3: Uh, so so far meeting expectations uh, and that's <laughs> why it's it's good to have those expectations right so that you're not disappointed and you understand how it is so yeah, yeah so we're we're fine and we're
0: not fine and um, we're super pleased to be here with you guys great so uh, you know that we have been processing this stuff around Sabbath for a little while, and you've also been doing quite a bit of thinking about uh, the difference between what rest and stopping looks like in Tanzania, particularly for women. And so we thought it'd be helpful to have you share a little bit of that today uh, about yeah some of your observations and this is some helpful stuff as we wrap up thinking about Sabbath that I think cross-culturally, being challenged about some of our perspectives that we take for granted is going to be really helpful. So I'm going to hand over to you for a few minutes. Okay. And uh, then you'll pray and then I'll come up and uh, pray for you again. And then we'll move into the next part of our gathering. So.
3: I just love all this planning and this signposting that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it it like it makes me feel like safe and like I know what's going on, Good. but it's not happened for the last 10 years of my <laughs> life where you just sort of have to go with whatever yes. is, is happening. Do you want to mute the no, I'm be right. No, right. Uh, in Tanzania, if you go overtime when you're preaching, someone just comes and slips you a little bit of paper, and it says, um, "It says uh, five minutes to go, servant of God." <laughs> and then if you go over, it's like time to finish, servant of God, and they just they just keep handing you these little bits of paper. But I'm not going to speak for long, um, and this is not. I mean, this is not really a sermon. This is just I'm just sharing some thoughts about what we learned in in Tanzania. Um, so the question about what do Tanzanians have to say about rest and Sabbath, the, the answer is, at first, is not much um, because Tanzanians are actually very suspicious of leisure and they tend to view it as frivolous. So I was at a, um, an event and the... Um, this woman was um, speaking and she was speaking on growing our families and she was saying, you know, you need to spend time with your children and make sure you've got that, you know, family time together. And then she goes, not like these Wazungus do it, Wazungu being white people. Um, she says, don't, don't do it like the white people do it, with their, their games and they sit down and play games with their children. And I'm um, and thinking, as the only white person in the room, okay, um... She says, you can't do it like those Muzungus do it. You have to get together and you have to go and work in the farm with your children or you have to pound your maize with your children and do that with them together because you can't go and play games. That's, that's frivolous. Um, and, of course, the point was do spend time with your children, but it has to be productive. It has to be doing something. And she couldn't see how playing games was um, uh, doing something. And this whole kind of idea of production and momentum and and all that is um, like really key to how a lot of Tanzanian Christians understand their faith and how they understand work and rest and really how they understand what it means to be a Christian Um, and not just how to be a Christian but how to be a human being in God's world and they go back to the, the creation story in Genesis and you remember that when God creates human beings He blesses them and then he gives them this charge to go into the world, um, be fruitful, multiply, um, fill the earth and subdue it. And and so Tanzanians take this idea that as a human, my job in the world is to be productive. And if I'm not being productive in the world, I'm both being disobedient to God and kind of dehumanised in some way. Um, And the reason that they say that is because their experience is of having been dehumanised in these ways. So um, uh, um, they're very concerned about passivity. They see people who are not working and often that is because of these kind of structures of dependence that, that are there where over successive generations of being disempowered, people have learned, well, what can I do but wait for someone to come and help me? And they want to say, that is not good for us. That actually dehumanises us. That is not how God made us to be. And um, so they're working against that on one hand. And on the other hand, they're working against this kind of, um, this, this form of prosperity gospel. Um, and prosperity gospel is very broad. Um, and so it's, it, it's not only this. But one form of the prosperity gospel is to, that you just have to sit and pray and wait for God to drop the, the the blessings down from heaven. And part of what they want to say is, no, that is not the path to prosperity at all, Um, that you actually need to be productive if you want to see that happen. And so they've got this whole focus on production all the time and they're so busy. So you have your salary, job, and then you have your business that you're doing on the side, and then you have your farm that you work in, then you have your ministry that you're involved in, you have a family, you have you know, all, the, all these different community activities that you're involved in. It is, to, I mean, to be a Tanzanian woman, it is absolutely exhausting. Um, and because I have this sense of you have to be involved in God's creation and producing all the time. And um, so you look at that, you think, where is the room for Sabbath here? Where is the room for rest? And um, I, when I was doing my research, I asked the women that and they said, in heaven, we rest in heaven. And they had this really sort of um, kind of, <laughs> yeah, we rest when we die, they would say. And it was this, this kind of um, like in, in theology we use the word eschatological like this idea of what time are we in now and what time will be in then right now we're in the working time and um, when we're in heaven that will be that will be the resting time so don't don't bring your in in theology terms we would say your over-realised eschatology don't don't say that we start doing the heaven things now because we've got a job to do now and you're not going to do the job that God has for you to do now if you're so busy you know resting um and so and and so and they and they ask why would you rest why would you take time out from being human why would you take time out from doing the thing that God created you to do like do you think there's you can be obedient to God some of the day and then not not be obedient to what God created you to do for for the rest of the day, and I think I mean we would say, well, no, hang on. If you have a pit stop, you can actually be more productive. It's you know it's good to rest because it um, it allows you to go on to do other things. Um. Uh, but I think there there is a question of um, is rest in God's creation purposes for humankind, and if so, how is it part of God's God's um Plan for humankind. When what God says to people is, be producing, fill the earth, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and I think the answer to that is, well, God rests, and we are in the image of God. So there's got to be there's got to be something within that which means that there is a place for rest. Um, but I think what Tanzanians are concerned about is this idea of checking out. That somehow when when we rest, that we're checking out of what God wants us to do, or we're um, checking out of that producing. And so they're really looking for a way to rest which is not at odds with production. Can you rest and can that rest be productive and can you be productive during that uh, rest? And of course, in Tanzania, um, production is a really serious matter because y- there is lots of poverty and there is lots of exploitation. and um, development is both a a kind of patriotic issue um that do you want to see do you want to see our nation grow out of poverty it's a personal issue do i want to see my children educated and it's a theological issue do i do i want to be at work in god's world as he's designed us to do and so the question is well will christians be involved in these things will christians be involved in production and then how do we integrate that um Because these are good things for humans to do. And we're more human when we work. So how do you think about that? And um, the way that um, I've learned they come to it, and I think this is where it starts to become instructive for us, is that they don't view work and uh, rest as opposites. They view them as integrated. Um, So... Um, I, think, I think we do tend to view them as kind of a bit dichotomous that we think here's my work and here's all my other chores that I have to do you know I have to do my shopping and I have to do my cooking and I have to mop my floor and, um, and, and then I think other things can start to become work so oh, I have to go and do this thing at church and um, then I, I committed to doing this thing for a friend and all those things feel like work and we feel like they encroach on our leisure time and so we feel like well, have my work. You know how they used to say eight days of eight, eight hours of work, eight hours to work, eight hours to rest, and eight hours of for what we will. Is that like that's an old thing? Um, and you feel like, well, I go to my work for eight hours, and then I sleep for eight hours. But my other eight hours are not leisure; they are running around looking after other people or whatever. And so we feel like there's this encroachment on our on our leisure time. Um, Tanzanians do not view it that way at all. They, they are much more integrated. So um, let me paint a picture for you of what kind of traditional Tanzanian life is like. And this is not what we've been involved at all. We've been in urban Tanzania. But the traditional kind of picture of Tanzanian life is that you go into your fields um, and you go into your fields and you work in your fields and you work really hard and then you come um, back and... What do you do then? Well, you've got to eat, so someone's got to make a campfire. And you've got to cook, so someone's got to cook. And so you come back and it's not this sense of, oh, well, I can just come back and get Uber Eats and turn on Netflix now that I know about Uber Eats. Um, There is work that you have to be doing. And so what they do is they do the work together in community. And then everyone sits around the campfire and tells stories. And, again, I would look at that and think, oh, well, that's nice. It's, you know, it's their, their equivalent of Netflix or whatever, is sitting around telling stories. Um, but, actually, that time of sitting around the campfire telling stories is work um, because, well, first of all, someone's cooked the food and you're all... So, so there's someone cooking, so they're doing work. But also the storytelling itself is nurturing the community and it's teaching the community and it's, it's actually productive and it's doing all the things that you haven't been able to do while you're in the chamber. I mean, the fields, fields, um, that you haven't been able to do while you're in the fields. And so you're here and, and, and so what functionally happens is that you've put down your tools to pick up new tools. And so it's this idea that I rest from one thing um, and then I pick up the other thing rather than I have my rest things and my work things. Um, and I, I feel like that is kind of like what God does when God rests. Because you get through the six days of creation and then God rests. But it's not like God rests and everything falls in a heap. Like the birds stop flapping and the tides stop going. He is, still, he is still sustaining creation by his hand even as he rests. So whatever's happened, God is still working as he rests and I think that the Tanzanian model of I put one thing down to pick up another type of work is actually far more like that kind of image of God in terms of how God works and rests Um, and I think that helps us with our kind of this is work this is rest and my work keeps encroaching on my rest um, uh, kind of stuff because um, it allows us to say Um, I think it takes us away from looking for what's fun and it takes us towards who am I as a human being. Actually, I'm a worker as a human being. I'm meant to be productive in God's world. But I don't have to be doing this thing all the time until I'm exhausted and I have to put it down. I I do part of this, I pick this up and then I put that down, not so I can fall in heat, but so I can actually pick up something else which which is worthwhile. And so you're not working for the weekend um you're working for God in the week and on the weekend in these kind of different um uh, different ways and I feel a bit exhausted by that idea that I'm always working and I'm always producing but I think part of what it does is it says Actually, work is good for me and 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 being involved in these things it's not just something that I'm giving out to other people, but I'm actually gaining from this 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 makes me more human and um, and and more like god and um, and that's that's my job to do in the world. I'm actually more myself and more human when i'm working, so we're created to be um, fruitful and productive. And I think to do so in community. So one of the really th- things that we found really hard about Tanzania was that was just the constant people contact. And Elliot said, like, it's great, the community on one hand. On the other hand, like, sometimes I just want to go down the street without having five different conversations with people. Um, although, mind you, we've got here and we've been like, why are the streets so empty? And, I've, and I greet every person as I walk past. The other day, I walked past a, a guy and I, and I greeted him, and he took off his glasses and looked at me and said, "And do I know you?" <laughs> and I like, sorry, "Sorry, I was just greeting because I'm used to greeting. Never, never mind. On your way." Eh? Um, so, <laughs> but um, when so Tavisties have really long camps. Like they have a week camp. Sometimes they have like whole month camps that um, that Arthur would be at, and um, and sometimes I would be there too. And then after that, the staff would get, like, three days off or whatever. And our idea is like, oh, my goodness, we're so exhausted from this camp. We're going to go into our house and we're going to lock the gate and um, lock our doors and we're going to hide it in our house. And if anyone knocks on our doors, we're going to pretend that we're not here um, And because we're just so, so exhausted. And we'd say to our, to, to our colleagues, what are you going to do? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, I've got, got a couple of days off. I'm going to go visit... Um, that donor of the ministry and then I'm going to go visit my uncle and then I'm going to go and sit for some time with these um, th- these uh, cousins who are in hospital. He'd be like, I mean, are you just like some kind of extreme extrovert or something? But don't you need, like that doesn't sound like rest to me. Um, but they 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 felt that they were putting down their their work cerebral time and picking up their relational time and then going out and doing these relational things and so it was restful and I I found that very, very instructive that we sort of thought, Oh, I've been giving out and now it's my turn and I'm just gonna go into my house. And and they are thinking, actually no, I've been um I've been doing this one thing here and now I'm gonna go and do this other thing. And in community, that idea of we are more human when we when we're together. So, anyway, that's a few reflections on um, on how Tanzanians experience rest. And you can... Obviously, you d- we're not to do the same things here in, in Australia um, as, as they work out their faith in Tanzania because the, 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 um, we always contextualise our, our faith. But I do think the helpful thing is that um, it moves us away from work as this necessary evil that I have to do to earn my leisure time and towards... Um, working here and putting that down, resting from that in order to do something else. And I think really what that does is it orients us away from thinking about my leisure and how can I get more leisure towards who am I as a person in God's world and how can I be at work in God's world. So I'm going to pray that for us now and then I'm going to hand back to Nate. Our gracious God who is always at work in our world sustaining us, Um, We thank you for your work in the world and we pray that you would teach us how to be more like you, both at work and also able to put some things down in order to pick other things up. And we pray that you would um, just fill us with so much of your, um, your wisdom and you would make us more and more like you every day and especially in the way that we work and the way that we rest. And so we ask this in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. And Jesus, we are really, really grateful to have Tammy and Arthur back with us and uh, so grateful for all that they have learned and experienced and grown in over the last 10 and a half years. And uh, I am already very grateful for the conversations that we've been able to have uh, where there's things that they have said that have really challenged my perceptions and my perspectives um, about culture and about discipleship. And so my prayer for them as they step into these next few months that are going to be filled with lots and lots of challenges and as they try to navigate through what to hold on to and what to let go of, uh, that you would continue to help them uh, to speak prophetically into our culture and into the churches that they visit and the people that they spend time with, Uh, that those things that we take for granted that aren't aligned with your kingdom values you would continue to allow them to be able to gently but firmly speak into those things and say, maybe there is another way of being able to look at this. And not necessarily, as Tammy's just said, to say this is the right way, uh, but just to challenge our notions about some of the things that we do take for granted. And at the same time, I pray that you would assist them to continue to know what it looks like to contextualise back into this culture as they try to take all of the learning that they've had uh, to know which things, again, to hold on to, but which things they need to let go of so that they can continue to share about you, Jesus, uh, not just in the church context that they move into, but as they build relationships with other people, uh, that they would find ways of being able to talk about your kingdom in ways that are relevant uh, into Australian culture as well. And so we really look forward to continuing to learn from them and learn with them as we move into the rest of this year and beyond. In your name we pray. Amen.